2: him for Boxing Social in association with William Hill Empire Fight Star. Always a pleasure to be joined by Dave Caldwell. Dave, before we kick off, how's things? I know I've sort of interrupted your, your training there a little bit, but appreciate it. how's things.
0: All good? No, all good, mate. All good. I'm just, I'm just sat in a car park. I've just, made look, boys, going through his warm ups before his football session. So, uh, so yeah, I've got twenty. I've got about twenty minutes before uh, before he gets going.
2: No worries, but well look, I think obvious place to start. Um Joe Joyce, Zile Zhang, the rematch. Um I was there on Saturday, brutal, devastating performance from Zile Zhang and proved that he was um he's a world class heavyweight, the shots he threw, he adjusted to Joyce's changes as well in there. Just can I get your sort of initial reaction as to what happened? Uh
0: shocking ending, wasn't it? Um to see I always feel, so, you know, these giants, these massive heavyweights, when when they go down, it's always a bit, a bit shocking. But to go, to go face first, and then to still get up, that tells you what what that man's made of. You know, he's he's, he's built a career on on being very very tough, uh, having a unbelievable chin, and and his work rate as well. But uh, unfortunately, if if your career's just built on you know, your reputation is built on the ability to take shots. Sooner or later, that, that capacity to take punishment does start to wear a little bit thinner and start to wear out. A little bit like a battery draining. Um, and you know, the last two fights you see that. In in Zhang, he's he's fighting a 20 stone heavyweight that can really, really punch himself. That's one I know he's slow, but that's one thing that everybody knows that he can he can do his punch, and you saw the results of that.
2: Where do you rank Zile Zhang in this um, heavyweight mix? I know, I think people are coming out saying they believe he's, he's top four. Where do where do you rank him? Definitely top five. Where where do you put him?
0: Yeah probably, yeah, probably five, six. Yeah, about five or six, something like that. I wouldn't say it's top four because you've got to think about who is who is top four. You, you know, obviously Fury's up there, Usyk's up there. Um, then you've got AJ got Wilder. You can't on the back of, of um beating Joe Joyce twice, you can't say that he's a top four mm-hmm. heavyweight. You can't say that he replaces Wilder and Wilder's achievements. Um I mean I know we haven't seen much of Wilder lately, but by all intents and purposes, I think I I look at Wilder now, the training footage and things. I think the work he's doing with Malik Scott, I think he looks like he's improving. I want to see it in the fight but he seems to be getting to grips with, with what Malik's want him to do and um, is looking more improved. Um, the only guy that he's been beat by is Tyson Fury, so you can't really say, oh, well, he's, you know, demote him any further than than that, really. Uh, AJ, former two-time everweight champion with some great names on his record. Um, Zhang's best win is Joe Joyce, I think. You know, um, I know he beat Hergovic, but no, Hergovic, sorry, but Hergovic beat him. Um, but I know a lot of people thought that he beat, he beat Hergovic. Um, but then you go back a fight or two before that, and he he, he looked terrible in a draw against uh, a bit of a, you know, journeyman uh, circuit sort of fighter. Um, so let's not get carried away. I don't think he's top four. I think he's one of the most dangerous heavyweights on the planet, if he hits you, you know. But he is still, he is still slow. He's still, you know, old and you know, runs out of gas or or has been seen known to run out of gas a little bit. Um I feel as though in the Joyce fight, you didn't really see that because he could control the pace. Um He dictated, you know, he hurt Joe again early and so therefore, when, as well, coming off the first fight, when you're wary of a man's power, you're not in so much a rush to set a hot pace and you're trying to be clever and trying to be a bit smart like Joe was trying to be. Not that I feel that that suits his style, but that's what he was trying to be. That allowed Zhang not to have to work so hard. The, the 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 work that he was putting out there was quality work and so that allowed him to dictate his own pace. But I feel against you know the better the better heavyweights in the division you're talking about top four, you know, against those guys, I don't think he's I don't think he beats he beats those guys.
2: Um, in terms of Joe Joyce, he's given us so many interesting performances, I think, in his in his run. And we've always mar- he's always been marketed on this durability. I mean, I saw him take shots against Joseph, yeah. clean, flush, and then his facial expressions didn't even move. He just carried on walking forward. But where do you see his future now? They've obviously, at Queens, we've still got Daniel Dubois. And I'm not sure where this appeal is going for Usyk. Um, if that doesn't come off, Daniel's then in a situation where he'll need an opponent. Do you think after a bit of time off, that's probably one that they could run back?
0: I don't know i mean you'd probably say that they'd want to they'd probably want to push that because they've always listen joe joyce beat dubois beat him in great fashion but it was dubois that was one that was kind of like marketing and pushed into better opportunities quicker um that's because he's young you know you've got looking at it from from a promoter's point of view is you know what's that a couple years ago he was thirty six. Again, they're probably looking at they're looking at that and saying, you know, where do they want to invest the money in? Somebody that's 36, 35, whatever age he was, or somebody that was like early, you know, early to mid-20s, um and that still has potential. Um coming off for of his loss against Usyk and Joe's loss there, where Joe looks like he's more vulnerable now. I think this is the thing, is once once somebody that's intimidating in the fact that there's such a you know, you know you're in for an hard night work with with George Joyce. He can take every shot. His his engines are incredible. Who wants to fight him unless they have to? So everybody like looks for a, a way to avoid that kind of fighter because he is, you know, he's a very effective at what he's doing. Once all of a sudden he doesn't have that aura about himself, then people are going to look at me. that's a good fight for me because I, I can look good against him, or that's a good fight for my fighter, and that can open up opportunities. But in terms of does does Joe Joyce want to do that? I saw Frank Warren get a bit of shit because he said uh, Joe might retire. I don't. I know. Listen, promoters—they only bother about the winners. That's that's the, that's the nature of the beast, you know. So you can be—I've seen it with with my fighters. You know, when they're winning and they produce a, an unbelievable night for the promoter and for everybody and the fans, they're the best thing since sliced bread. The very next fight they might get beat, and then they don't give a fuck about them. That's what that's what they are. But I think what Frank was saying there, basically, I mean, there's not a lot wrong in saying that because Joe Joyce might want to retire at 38 years old when after being so close at getting a world title shot. Does he, he's got to ask himself, can I put the same effort in, the same sacrifices in that the sport requires? Do I want to do all that to try and come back and claw my way back to the top or just to be fed, to be used as a name for another one of these prospects that are coming through or a Daniel Dubois to get his revenge because, because everything will be favoured in Dubois' favour. Joyce will be the guy that's there for Dubois if that fight happens. So so when Frank's saying he might retire, he might choose to retire, but then that's that that's down to him. That's his choice.
2: Yeah, com- completely agree. I think there were too much wrong with Frank's comments in relation to retirement. Joe's had the career he's had he sort of started the professional career late he's 38 taking a lot of shots as well and like i said it is a long way back when you look at where the belts are as well at the minute isn't it
0: i i think you see the thing is as well what you've got to take into account if you're if you're joe and people around him is we get to see so you and me we've watched joe joyce's fights unfold watched him every fight he has doesn't matter the level of opposition. In fact, apart from the guys that he's bowled over in a few seconds or whatever, that every fight is had, Whether they're well past it, whether they're in there just not doing much, when they sling they land, and he's taking shots all the way through. Takam was it Stavern, uh, people like that. He was it, it, there was like ding dongs, plenty of shots landing on Joe Joyce's head. Then the Parker fight and so on and so on. We see him on fight night. Don't forget. If he's getting it like that on fight night, what do you think's happening in sparring? What do you think happened all the way through the amateurs in sparring? What do you think has happening in each one of his fight camps for for as a pro and the quality of sparring they've been having and, you know, better fighters for the better uh, sparring partners for the better fights? How many times is he getting it in the head there? Because he, he, it's not like he's slipping and ducking and rolling and, and, and being elusive, you know? So you're talking about an accumulation of, of a lot of hammer that maybe now is showing an effect now, you know, that that tough, tough man and, and the, the ability to absorb everything, you know, people just, you know, just banking on him being able to take everything. Oh, he's going he's gonna to beat him or beat him because he can take the shots. Right, now we, could, now we see now we, we're looking like he's not the man that can take those sort of shots because let's not, it's not like Zhang just caught in one shot and just cleaned his lights out and that was it, you know. He was getting hurt before that. He was hurt numerous times in the fight in the first fight. So he's showing signs of vulnerability, is what I'm saying. So it's a dangerous period of, of um of his career. He's got to make a decision that's right for him because going forward now, people are gonna fancy it, but also that means his his biggest asset is now not really an asset. So what is he left with? Because He's certainly not been. I mean, he tried the. You know, he tried to be cute and tried to be a bit smart. You know, he's left little low left hand and trying to box like that behind a shoulder. I mean, that. You know, he's isn't, he isn't that kind of fire. So, what? How much further is he going to go? So again, it may be a case where he thinks, you know, what? I've had a great career. I've. Done, I've you know, I, I might want to call it a day now. But the people around him have got to make those decisions as well, or just to advise him. A, a fighter will always make the decision. But um sometimes they don't want to admit it, even though they wanna, you know, even though they know what the answer is, maybe they don't want to admit it.
2: Yeah. Well, let me just get your thoughts on another matter. Um, same evening there was the return of Connor Ben on a an underguard in Orlando. What's your sort of take on this? Because obviously there's still that controversy around it, and we keep hearing the words cleared to fight. Um, but there's still an appeal going on by I believe the British boxing border control, so he was but he was clear to fight that a suspension was lifted he was able to fight in Orlando, but there's still this big i feel like a big cloud that's still sort of sort of over this situation what's your what's your take on it
0: so i don't man, I don't know it's dragged on for that long uh there's that many. We just don't, we don't know the facts that, you know, there's all the confidentiality, nothing's been made public. All we know is he's clear to fight. He was clear, he's clear to fight elsewhere, but not in the UK. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: He's not clear to fight in the UK. So, yes, he's clear to fight elsewhere. Somebody asked me, is it the right thing? It's the right thing for Conor Ben for him to have boxed the night. Yeah, not the right thing, it's not the right thing in terms of how our sport looks, and what does this mean for drug testing results? What what does it mean? Because if you're kind Ben and you can fight elsewhere, and you're waiting for this appeal from the board as well, the board needs to open the mouths. The board is so quiet on it, so so we don't know why why. So they're appealing, but when is the appeal going to be? What are they appealing on? What's the grounds? Because what have they been made aware of that's lifted this the U.K. suspension that they're not happy with? What 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 is it? So then, at least if the board are letting people know on their side of things, as well as Connor and Eddie and everybody on their side of things, all they keep saying is, it's clear, clear, cleared." Course it's cleared because that's why he's allowed to box, but he's not cleared to box over here. Why? So there's speculation. It's jurisdiction. It's this. It's that. But nobody knows, apart from these parties that are involved. So it's very hard to to say. But is it the right thing for Conor Ben to have boxed on Saturday night? For Conor Ben, yeah, because he's going to think, I'm not banned to box everywhere else. I've waited 18 months or or I'm, you know, obviously not waited, but I've I've not been able to box 18 months. But now I can box. Fuck it, I'm going to box. Because if it's the board that are dragging the reels on getting this appeal done, then you can see why he's going to do it. So for him and his career... Yes, it's the right thing. For everybody else and for how this sport looks and for the board and for me as a coach who if it was my fighter that was fighting that was fighting somebody and they failed a, a drugs test, I'd wanna I want to know why he's been allowed to box again when it's failed drug tests. Because at the end of the day, all we know is that it failed two drugs tests. We don't know the rest of the ins and outs of this bullshit that's been dragging on for so long. And so when Eddie's being asked, oh, and he's being interviewed, and, and he's being, you know, I, obviously I can see from his point of view, he's getting ratty. But they're getting ratty with everybody else being pissed off because all we're being told is clear to box, but we're not being told that he's proven that, he, that it. What we want to know is has he been proven that this this chlomerfine was found in? was actually all oh, right okay it was contaminated or it was something else what what is the reason that he's like cleared and i think that's the frustrating thing and, and i'm like just lost in it and i kind of like think well it just makes the whole testing thing look like shit because canelo got done for clembutel i think yeah. blamed it on me okay then they found out that there was that there is, it's known that there's clenbuterol in Thanks. Mexican beef. And I believe and I believe he did an hair follicle test. He did. And hair follicle test is the best test. Uh, from what I've been told, I'm not an expert, so somebody out there might be able to correct me, but from what I got told is he had an hair follicle test that literally proves you that, no, you've not been taking sustained use of, 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 of PEDS. That's kind of been out of the hair follicle test. Or is that why he shaved his head and is and all smooth and clean because he's got no hairs now? I don't know. But if if there's a way like that, I might be wrong, but if there's a way like that to then clear and say, Well, you've never had this, you've never had that, then fair enough. Is that if that's what's what's come out and he's cleared. But there's always an excuse. There's there's you know, I heard, but then there's it's on it depends on what side you're on. I heard Frank Warren talk about. Zlani Tete, well, I had i'd one of our fighters, Tete. He failed his drug test and he's got a four. You don't want to when you had him, when you signed him, you weren't keeping him active, were you? So, you don't, it's not the same thing. Connor Ben is one of Ready's prime time golden boy guys. Zlani Tete is a guy that's in another country that you weren't bothered about. And then you brought him up hoping that that somebody's going to beat that Jason Cunningham's going to beat him or whatever. Finish off the story, fails his drug test, gets done. Fuck off, mate. You're not having no you saw that out yourself, son. Got he's not got the money and the backing that Conor Ben's got. So basically what it is saying is if you've got shitloads of money, or you've got people that'll look after you, and that turns to provide for a good defense and some top, top lawyers that can look at every every little aspect of the law and then think, right, there you go. We can we can say this. I don't know. So we can say this, we can say that, blah blah. Then you've got more of a chance, and so really, the drug testing is bollocks. I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with it, and I don't know the answers because it's above my job. It's above my pay grade. It's what I concern myself with training my fighters. But from a from somebody who works in a sports point of view, it's it's not good because you can fail a test and just crack on. Say it's this. Say it's that. Because there is a problem and I do believe there is a problem with food because we don't know what these, these people are putting in food. Forget about supplements for a minute in food. The amount of food I, I look I, I look into a lot of stuff about general health and about the what, things that we put into his bodies, not on a, on a pet point of view, but the amount of chemicals and f- additives that are getting put into food. You don't know. And it's quite a scary thing. So Again, this whole thing with the testing side of things, there is, an, there is a knock-on effect on that. So I, I don't know what the solution is, but all I know is that it, it's, it's not a great look.
2: I think the solution, I know we keep sort of harping on about it and everyone feels like they're going around in circles, fighters, trainers, media, whoever, is always that old adage of, like, football, you have FIFA, you fail a drugs test, you seem to even miss one. You're yeah. Kicking yeah. a ball, knocking punching someone clean in the head. So for me it's always a case yeah. of it's 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 a strange sport and it's the one that is what the most deadly as well. So something needs to happen at some point. But my feeling is I think I,
0: I think I think that, that's that's the thing what you're saying there. In you know in football, you've got a powerful organization that that'll put yep. things in in place and then if you fail, they will then say, right, you're banned for X or you know this is a the, i think there's two players i think it's two players from each team every game get tested yeah but they've got money but, but boxing hasn't got that kind of money but in in that case then you know there's got to be money made available i mean the board keep putting up license fees and things like that but then you know they the they've got no money and they, you know i see eddie's getting stick because all these fires are, are failing drug tests, but it's testing more. it's it's put. If you're testing more and you and you're going out there and and getting something beyond you, you can do. I'm not saying you can overdo. You can there yet, yeah, great. But beyond you, if you're paying for extra, why is that a bad thing? You're actually doing something trying to trying to catch the guy. Listen, I don't agree with how we handle the the the, the Conor Ben thing, but it's is, is casting a bigger net out there to catch as many people as he can, by paying for more, more tests. Every promoter can do that if they want, but the costs of running the shows makes them look at it and think, fuck that, can't afford it because we're just about to break even or we're going to blow money because we want to make this fight. I, d- I don't know what the answer is, but I, I do think that, that there needs to be one sort of unified sort of voice on punishments, on what what is on the ban list and what isn't on the ban list.
2: One list, one list not crack on because we've all we've had
0: that
2: question yeah. before about what's okay on here's not and it's so that's that side of it's just it's just nonsense look um a couple of positive things before we go because i know that sort of thing rages on a bit we've got um this weekend um canelo alvarez jamel charlo jamel's banging up in weight canelo alvarez pound for pound one of the best so it's an interesting fight and we're gonna see what we're gonna see good
0: fight very good fight
2: bit, just quickly
0: So originally, when it was made, I thought oh, it's a it's a little Charlo, and he's he's got to move up to divisions. And then I saw him, you know, when they faced off, I thought flipping it. And then you realize that Charlo's probably one of these, you know, a lot of American fighters. We went over sparring, and people saying, "Oh, he's a featherweight," and he's like he's sparring at welterweight, and it's like, whoa, you know. So so maybe he's one of these guys. That he's actually walking around massive, huge, and has to boil down to, to the 154 limit. So the two division jump does it make that much of a difference? Maybe he's a little bit in between. Maybe he's a, a natural middleweight. You know, let's say he's a natural middleweight. If he's a natural middleweight and he's going up to super middleweight, Canelo's not a not a light heavyweight. Yeah. You know, and he's he's yes, his big, thick set as a super middleweight. But really, it's probably if he got rid of some of that muscle bound, you know, he's probably a genuine middleweight that's been at Superman. You know, you know what I mean? Maybe. Um, He's got the power, he's got a one punch power. But I feel so since the Kovalev fight, he seems to be loading up, loading up, not much trunk movement like he used to have, just hands up looking to catch, counter, catch, counter, sinking in single shots. Let's not forget if Kovalev, and it was an old Kovalev, if you hadn't caught up with Kovalev, Kovalev in the 10th round or whatever it was, he was behind in that fight. Kovalev's jab was was beating him. Yeah. He was behind that fight. And I feel as though each fight since is kind of is showing where it's not so much slowing down, but I feel as though he's chosen to bank on just being power-based. And I think that's taken a lot away from him. But then you have to think as well, look at the amount of fights he had, he has had. You know, it's for top top level. The amount of camps, the amount of wear and tear. Miriam's is getting injuries a lot in, in camps these days, so maybe he is slowing down. So does that give Charlo an opportunity? I think timing, timing is everything in sport, and the timing might favour Charlo to give him more of an opportunity. Do I think Charlo's disciplined enough to do what Biv- Bivol was so disciplined in in what he did? He knows what he's good at. He boxed. He kept it in his range. He moved his feet. Kept it in his range. He didn't allow Canelo to set himself and 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 to trap him because he was disciplined. I don't know if Ch- Charlo Charlo's exciting. He loves to have a terror. He loves to, he loves his right hand and he's got a good right hand, but he'll take shots. And I think maybe that'll be his, his down downfall. I don't, you know, I don't think he's particularly got the skill set that could just box box box. I feel he has to punch hard enough to get the respect of Canelo to then maybe settle settle him a little bit. Um... I think it's a good fight. It is a good fight, but I think Canelo might wear him down because, again, you think about the size of it. But then you, when you saw Callum Smith stand next to, to um, Canelo, but it's that pressure he puts on him straight away. He negated that straight away. So, I don't know. I I think Canelo wins the fight, but I think it could be a good fight for a good for a few rounds, and then maybe maybe like the last third of the fight, I think um, I think Canelo gets to him. And finally, as well, one that
2: I know you'll have huge interest in Josh Warrington Lee Wood we spoke about it a while back I think but it's getting nearer Lee Wood Josh Warrington say again say again
0: <laughs> Lee Wood Josh Warrington
2: yeah Lee Wood Josh Warrington can't wait
0: I can't wait for that one I can't wait for that one that is such a good fight Um, and again I, I you've, obviously I, I want Lee to win I want Lee to win and I think Lee's got the boxing ability and the power to win this fight but then i also you gotta look i look at josh and i think wear and tear i don't think he's the same fighter these days but i also think he's just an odd bastard and he makes it rough and if he can get on the inside of lee and listen let's not be, let's be real he's very good with that head right you he can say what you want but he's very good with that but just make lee uncomfortable on his chest and bump in and you know, taking him out of his rhythm, then it, then you're like, well, I don't know. It, it could, it could maul him a little bit, um, but I just think, yes, Lee's got momentum. Um, I think, don't, I, But the other side of the coin is, I think if it gets hard, because Lee, I remember when Lee, because I obviously I managed Lee, and Lee's ambition was to become British champion. And that was his that was his thing to become British champion, and I, and I feel so you become British champion, and everything else is a bonus, you know. And being world champion, and then two time world champion, it's like fucking hell. It's just it's just going, and at that age, it's like maybe the wear and tear, and maybe you start thinking about a, an exit. And I'll I'll listen or want to win the fight, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I don't know if it becomes really horrible and grueling again after coming through the Conlon fight. Does he want another fight like that? You, you, you don't know with people, you know, when they get to a certain stage where they've got that comfortable money and where life's changed completely. You don't know how much can they go through that, that? how many times it can go through the world. Can they go through all that again? You know, he's had Laura's, that, you know, he, he took some shots against Laura. Um, I don't know, but I, I do fancy Lee would. I just think his intelligence, I think he's... he's he, he, He's got a good team around him. Ben Davison's an exceptional coach. Um, I think Lee wins the fight, but it's, listen, it's one of those. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. I
2: have to say it's one I'm very much looking forward to. You know, If we see anything like his last couple of fights, Lee, you know, it's going to be exciting. So, um, Look, Dave, I'll let you get off. I can see training happening in the background in this <laughs> in stretch with the thing. I'll let you get to it, but I appreciate you jumping on and give us some of your time as always. We'll catch up soon.
0: Thanks, Matt. Nice one.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Step
2: into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chompocasino.com.